0: Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy, whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now.
1: We are on the Lord's team, the winning side, so
2: raise your glass.
1: Getting off to a rocky start, but maybe that's the worst part of the whole episode. No doubt,
2: no doubt it is.
1: Uh, I'm Adam Minahan, sitting here with David Niles, and we have a very special guest. We are doing two episodes one day. Uh, If you're on Facebook Live, go go check us out on Facebook Live, uh, or Twitter, or I don't know, whatever the other...
2: Social media is what it's we're like on. to watch something on Twitter. I've never done that. I haven't either. Anyway, I'm not sure I would like it.
1: Uh, We have our good friend Thomas Lackey with us. Thomas, welcome. Glad to be here. Uh Thomas uh, actually did a Council of Man episode with us on the death penalty, which was probably my favorite Council of Man yeah, episode could we've be. done. It could be. Uh, I was really excited. Thomas is like probably one of the
2: smartest friends that I have. Yeah, he's our smartest friend.
1: Yeah, and so we, we finally got him to, to join us today to talk a little bit. Oh, also, we're, we are not st- sticking to the standard of the Catholic Mantra today. We're not playing by the rules that we normally do. We normally open, review, and enjoy a man beverage, highlight a man gear, and then have a manly discussion, but we said, no, not today. Nay. Not today. There's too much to talk about. So we are... Uh, not we're i'm actually sipping a a coconut stout you're having a whiskey and you're having some tea so we're all drinking different things Mm -hmm. uh but um we are not going to be doing our normal format we're just going to jump into the topic and have a good conversation um this has happened several times thomas where we've gone over to your house uh, at least i can remember and like we've all just sat down and like had a Really good discussion, smoking a pipe. And so Exactly. So that's kind of be nice the if hope. we could
2: do that right now. I know. I know. But did you even ask Haley? Well, um, I
1: didn't once Thomas said that he had to forego the
2: pipe. Ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: thought that's not a battle I'm willing to to fight at this
2: moment. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Okay.
1: So uh this episode we're going to talk about the Eucharist. We're gonna exhaust the topic of the Eucharistic theology in this episode.
2: Start to finish.
0: 48 minutes. Go. Wow. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but we're going to scratch the surface. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm going to start with a few terms. And we're going to go with kind of scholastic terminology, medieval terminology that was more more common uh, back then. So for all the sacraments, they broke them down into kind of like a threefold schema. And they, they talked about the sacramentum tantum the res at sacramentum, and the res tantum. Okay, and so translating those out, that works out to be something like the sign itself or the symbol itself, the sacramentum tantum, and then the res at sacramentum is the reality and the sacrament, or you might even go with the reality in the sacrament, and then the res tantum is the reality itself. So I'll I'll start with, actually, baptism would be an, an easier example than starting straight with the Eucharist. So... In the case of baptism the sacramentum tantum is the water in the words of of, the, of the baptism so you've got form and matter mm-hmm. and right that, that's yeah. often about as far as we get sadly in, in catechesis right we're, we're at step one of three and like but that's that's you know we don't always go uh, much further than that but the reality in the sacrament is a bit it's the trickiest term really because what you're really talking about is something like the first proper effect of the sacrament, like the thing that it does. Mm-hmm. And then with the res tantum, the reality itself, you're asking more like, what is it for? Like, why is it doing this? It's the reason. And then, like, in Aristotelian terms, it might be analogous to the final cause. So, okay. so, in baptism, the res at sacramentum is the character imprinted, right? So, the character of baptism, something. This, it can't be lost, and in its, it's indelible. Chain, mark. Indelible mark. Okay. the The Res Tantum, the reality itself, is it is the why. So, what is it doing? It, it's it's you're 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 being born again of water and the Spirit. You're 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 d- dying to yourself, r- raised up in Christ, and and in the life uh, w- with the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. So you've got like this breakdown. You've got the 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 the, the, the sign itself the water the reality and the sacrament or reality in the sacrament is the mark and then the the, the reality itself is this is the life of grace okay So, okay um, being part of the body of christ being part of the body of christ okay incorporated in the body of christ so okay in the eucharist the 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 sacramentum well, can, tantum, we, can, we, yeah. can we
1: can we can we like yeah. try to guess because you already know the answers
0: right yeah you can try to guess go for it okay what do you think well, wait. What's so? Which one are we on? Okay, let's just start with the sign itself. Okay, right? So, and by the way, this will be. This is like decoder ring language because when you go and you read St. Thomas now, you'll sometimes see something translated, and you'll he'll say something like the sacrament itself, and you're like, what's he talking about? In the Latin, that's going to be the sacramentum tantum, and that's So you, it's kind of like, oh, I get it now. He's talking about this part of the sacrament. And then you'll see him say, and he'll see, and the reality and the sacrament. You are know, like, and you know, if you're just trying to, if you don't know the, the kind of like this way of speaking, you'll be like, what is that exactly? Yeah. But now you're going to be like, oh, I know that's, he's talking about this, this way of considering the sacrament and so on. So, so kind of like keep those terms in mind because they're, if you read St. Thomas, they're going to come up.
2: Okay. So I would say the the sign itself would be the bread and wine. Mm hmm. Uh,
1: Part of it has to do with uh, Christ Himself, and and I would guess uh, the Church.
0: Yes, all um, you've you, you've you've achieved all three. Yes, yes. A sweating bullets so over smart. here. Yeah. so
2: smart. Yeah. So That's so like sweating.
0: You s- <laughs> you know it got the sign itself, like you're saying, the bread and the wine, mm-hmm. and this this is the this is this is the symbol, and of course the words of institution. Um. This the the reality in the symbol is Christ Himself. It's, yeah, yeah. But the effect of the sacrament, the res tantum, uh, is the Church. Right. You, that might not be you know, the immediate guess because if you ask people like, "What is the sacrament for?" They might think, "Oh, it's you know it it." You know it's for I, salvation it's, that's, that's it's for what, the life of grace you know it, it's mm-hmm. like it, yeah. I increase it, I think
2: that's what I would have guessed something like that
0: but yeah Saint Thomas doesn't swerve he says no the effect of the sacrament is the church and and it, it you, as you think about this this starts to make a lot of sense because it the, the sacrament the, the Eucharist is the bond of charity it 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 is what knits the mystical body of Christ together mm-hmm. and you know Saint Augustine writes about this that you know when all other foods, that we eat, the f- we're, that we change the food into us. Mm-hmm. But when we eat the Eucharist, it changes us into him. And But if you think about, well, what's the effect of that? That's the mystical body, right? We're being changed into union with Christ, uh, and which is, you know, the mystical body is the church. So,
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that does make sense, because well, the, and obviously the church is you, his body.
1: It, right, and, and then if you did say salvation, uh, I mean, it's almost like it's the sub... Sub bullet point of the church, right? Right. So
2: I mean, it, almost like you'd be kind because of to correct. Be a, to you be said salvation, a, a member of the body, but, right?
0: Well, it, well, and that is that's yeah, exactly. And and uh, it, I will say that is an effect, right? Salvation is an effect. There's a there's a great quote. I might even have it here. If not, I'll find it in a second about the effect. Yeah. Uh, uh Yeah. So I'll grab this. This is from the Catechism for the Council of Trent on the effect, which
2: is a that is a great catechism to get
0: it, it's i it's the best i mean it just is uh, i can't tell you how many times
2: one. that when i'm doing research on stuff and i i'll come to a quote from the catechism of the council of trent it's like man this is exactly what i was looking for
0: well yeah and so actually i would just like they were very specific hop hop into that right now and say you know we're going to talk about some things from the summa and and some other but the first thing that anybody needs to buy to like study or just go online it's available for free so Is just get the the Catechism for the Council of Trent and read the section on the Eucharist because Mm. that'll be. I mean, it is very Thomistic. It's you know obviously it's the mind of the Church, but it's it's all laid out in slightly more popular language than the way Saint Thomas writes.
2: It's understandable. It's super clear and understandable.
0: Yeah, it's it. It It does not waver. No, no, no. It's very blunt. uh, It's very clear, um, and it's. I would say it's, it's kind of it's spiritually refreshing which mm-hmm. is, I, I don't think, the case for all the catechisms that you read. I mean, they're, they're written in a question and answer format that's, I think, a little, a little harder to follow than if, when the Catechism of the Council of Trent just, it explains. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Okay. So anyway, so on, on the topic of salvation, we'll borrow this quote real fast. Sure. Uh, Finally, to comprise all the advantages and blessings of this sacrament, in one word, it must be taught that the Holy Eucharist is most efficacious towards the attainment of eternal glory. So I mean the quote goes on so, and I'd love to right, read the whole so thing the, but we can't just read right the catechism
2: so the that whole gets time. back to what the effect of yeah that's of the, the effect Eucharist. so, so that, that that
0: but so so that's so uh so that's that's kind of where we want to start we want to grab those terms and hold on to them and also to realize how did this makes it alike to the other sacraments and how it differs so mm-hmm. to to again take baptism an example, if you think about the first and second proper effects, so the, the first effect being the character and the second effect being uh, being, uh, being born again by water and the spirit. So the, they're both an effect in the soul of the recipient. But that's not actually the case in the Eucharist. so the, the, the first proper fact is Christ entire. So really? going to break. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'll pause then. Okay. Okay. All right. When we get back,
1: we're gonna pick up this conversation talking about the Eucharist with our friend Thomas Lackey. I'm Adam in hand with David Niles. We're on the Lord's team.
2: The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and our friend Thomas Lackey. We're going to talk about the same thing we always talk about, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's really what we talk about all the time. But very specifically today, so we're talking about the Eucharist, the source and summit of, of, our, our, faith. of our faith, yeah, uh, the Eucharist is like, it's just such a crazy thing because it's like, well... It's like well, a, it's a mystery. One, it's like an expression of Jesus. Would you say that the Eucharist is an expression no, of I would Jesus? No, I, I think say when you start to do stuff like that, that you it's fall like, into heresy. You've got to be <laughs>
0: real careful. <laughs> uh,
1: I would say the Eucharist is the body, soul, blood, and divinity of yeah. Jesus. It's, it's just Jesus. All right, Jesus. so
0: I'm going to hop in right there and okay. give you a trick question. Okay, oh, I'm oh, telling man. you it's a trick I'm question. I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to get you it right. Celebrate if I'm not saying this happened, but uh, you know, if a priest celebrated the Mass mm-hmm. on Holy Saturday, like the Holy Saturday. like the, So our Lord has just been crucified. It's Holy Saturday. He celebrates the Mass. He says, this is my body. What do you get? The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Bread. No to both. You get the body of Christ and the divinity of Christ, and that's it. Not the soul? Not the soul and not the blood. Why? Okay.
1: Wait. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to explain this. We're going to hop ahead because this is kind of tricky. But this is like Eucharistic realism, right? This is like this is this uh, this straight out of Saint Thomas, and Mm. just how real the Eucharist is. It is Christ Himself made present, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. at that time on Holy Saturday, He's dead. His soul is not joined to His body. Mm -hmm. So if you say if the priest, you know, confected the sacrament, this is my body, you get the body. The, the blood's all been drained. Now, there might be a medical question here as to whether or not literally all the blood is gone. And like if, it, but so. Uh, Either
2: way, at the Last Supper, when he separates his body from his blood, you know, it's like a symbol of his death.
0: It is a symbol when- of his death, but they're they're still substantially united. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we're talking in, the, in
2: reality they are.
0: Yeah, in reality. So we're talking just on this one time. This, this one time on Holy Saturday. If you had celebrated the Mass, you would have gotten his body and his divinity, but not his blood and not his soul. Weird. Yeah. Because this is I mean, and we're like just how real is this it
1: is. What, does St. Thomas talk about this? Yes, he does. Is, is that in fact like question me, number seventy-five, I bet.
0: Yeah, well, it's in uh that let me actually find out. Uh it, I bet it's 75. Yeah, it's 76. You're ah. so close. You're so close. It's close. It was, close. Okay, was I'll, pretty close. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll quote, I'll quote St. Thomas exactly. Hence, okay. if this sacrament had been celebrated then, it's not about Holy Saturday, the body of Christ would have been under the species of the bread, but without the blood. And under the species of the wine, the blood would have been present without the body, as it was then in fact. And both Weird. would have been, he, does, he he says elsewhere, both would have been without the soul so but but it, it's it's a matter of faith that the divinity never left right yeah, so it right. would have been mm-hmm. so I think we got to leap in yeah, here because at, and, well and, and, to,
2: in order to explain that it's something a lot of people don't know is that when you receive communion there's two species the body and then the, the blood when you receive the body you actually receive the body and the blood of Jesus
0: and the soul and the, and the soul and divinity yes, and they are never separated now in glory right, right. so yeah b- so but
2: you what you're saying is at the time, when you receive communion, you know, what looks like the bread, the body, it would have just been the body, not the blood. And then you could have gone and received the blood, and it would have been neither would have vo- had his soul.
0: Neither would have had his soul.
2: Super super crazy. Okay,
0: so wow. let me let me go into the principles behind that a little bit. So, okay, good. Okay, so we got we to get to that. Okay, in the best example, I think that we have, it, the, there's a word here, and it's another term, concomitance. And so things can be present two ways. They can be present in the sense absolutely, and then they can be present in the way that... That where uh, the one thing being present necessitates the presence of the other. Okay, right? so so the thing about it, right? My is my soul like here? Yes, and the answer is yes because, but why? And the answer is because my body's here and is a living person You're composite of body and soul. Yeah, yes, and so when you look at what happens in in the Eucharist, uh, the when when the priest says uh, this is my Body, and he's he's you know he's doing this in the person of Christ. So this is really Christ saying this, and he's saying this of this bread. the The body is made present as as a a, Saint Thomas will sometimes use the term as under the power of the sacrament. But it would be more. It's kind of like formally, right? When so when he says this of the bread, his body is made present, but with his body by concomitance, what's things that are you know in union with his body, within a true union, are made present also. Right. So okay. in this case, this would be his blood because yeah. his soul, Which is why it wouldn't have been there on Holy Saturday. Exactly. In his divinity. So they're they're all made present. And the same thing happens when he when he consecrates the chalice. Right. But it, it's actually true to say that even though that both are it's Christ entire under either species. So species is a common way of referring to the to the either the the bread that becomes the body of Christ or the, or the wine that becomes the blood of Christ, um, they, they're not present under the power of the sacrament the same way, right? Because what is made present when he says this is my body is the body, and what the formally and then what is I made present by concomitance is the blood, the soul, and the divinity, and then likewise when he says of the chalice, what's made formally present is the blood. But the blood is united to Christ entire, and so what is made present concomitantly is the body, the soul, and the divinity. So, and and it's kind of it, it's it's interesting to think about, right? To 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 the the sheer I said sheer realism of mm-hmm. the thing, and it is important as well because if you otherwise you'd be like, well, is it just a double consecration, right? If there was no difference between the body and the blood, uh, you'd think, well, is he. I mean, there is a double consecration, but I mean, is he just saying the same thing twice? Like right. Right. he could have just repeated it. And the the answer yeah. is
2: no. Well, the, and I think that's a good point because you know it begs the question: if the body and blood are present under both species, why even mess with why them? even why consecrate both species?
0: You know, when you could just consecrate one and you still get both. Yeah, and there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one is kind of what we just talked about, uh, but there, there's also, of course, this symbolizes now. The Passion. And and that's a funny thing, too, because, you know, we're so used to talking about Eucharistic uh, realism or or at least, you know, the true presence that we also forget that the sacrament is both symbol and reality. As it becomes reality, it doesn't lose the symbol. It's symbol and reality. And 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 so, yeah,
2: we've lost a lot of the meaning of a symbol. And you know that because you'll hear people say, oh, it's just a symbol. You know, and symbols aren't just symbols. You know, it's not like they're a mere representation.
1: Okay, so can we get, can we go into this really quick? I know this is probably not what you like, yeah had, yeah like, I but, but I think but I think it's important to talk about uh, what the, the the definition of what the Eucharist is and what it separates like the Catholic Eucharist versus communion in other uh, denominations or and, even the Lutheran communion, right, and, for instance. Yeah, con, and transubstantiation. Okay,
0: yeah, so. And uh, in do you want me to literally tra- contrast consubstantiation to transubstantiation? Or well, does it just I I just think it's
1: important to know, like, okay, if, if you're receiving the, the Eucharist, you're saying that you're uh, y- you know, you believe one hundred percent of what the Catholic faith. You're in communion okay. with the Church.
0: Yes, this this this. You know, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get a an Aquinas quote on this because okay. it, it's it's he's a good guy to quote. Yeah, he is a good guy to quote, I and agree. I've got it here just Got to find it
1: because I think that's what separates. I mean, that, that's what a lot of people don't understand when they say, when they see us uh saying, if you're not Catholic, you cannot receive the Eucharist, you know. And Dave, I think that that kind of pushes people away. They, I think
2: they take that as like, like well, why, like you're, I'm but being they don't excluded, right? You but know. they don't understand,
1: yeah. but th- what happens whenever you receive the Eucharist. What you're really saying—the outward sign that
0: you're saying—well, yeah. Well, I'll do. I'll do one quick uh, reference before I quote uh, Saint Thomas, which is say. Of course, one thing we're thinking about: if the effect of the sacrament is the church, then you also see that also makes an implication on. Okay, I'm not Catholic. Why can't I receive the Eucharist? And you're like, well, the effect of the sacrament is, is to become Catholic. Catholic. Right. So, I mean, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not willing to take that step you know you can't i mean obviously there's other reasons there's about a confession and, and and other rules about you know do you hold the catholic faith right. but
2: there the, is the, a non-catholic actually can receive communion under very strict very
0: very circumstances, strict circumstances like they're
2: about to die and they confess to believe everything that the church believes about the eucharist and yeah
0: yeah exactly um, um but, you know, it's one of these things like if you're not willing to join the church, mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't start down the road that with the effect. The, that, that's the, the thing. The, the final cause <laughs> is to be a member of that church. Right. right like, or I, I would say of that church. I mean of the, of the church. church. Yeah. You know,
2: to do all those things in order to be non-Catholic and receive communion, you're essentially saying, I want to join the church. I just don't have time
0: because I'm about to die. So. Exactly. You know, it's like, mm-hmm, exactly. all right, we'll let
2: you in. Here you go. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, th- I mean, the sacraments are, are for the people. I mean, that's it.
1: Okay, so let's look really quick. We don't have much time. Let's talk about really fast the difference between the Catholic Eucharist and maybe the Lutheran Communion.
0: Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Okay, Uh, going with St. Thomas here, It it is absolutely necessary to confess, according to Catholic faith, that the entire Christ is in this sacrament. Yes, yet we must know that there is something of Christ in this sacrament in a twofold manner first, as it were, by the power of the sacrament, Mm -hmm. and secondly, from natural concomitants. So this is a, a kind of like the very brief he's he speaks so briefly. This is all we were saying in this whole segment, put in one <laughs> sentence.
2: You just like if you don't know what those words mean, then it doesn't make any exactly. sense. Exactly. That's
0: why we have to go into that. But the, the the gist of it is we're saying that Christ is substantially present and it's Christ entire body, blood, soul, and divinity. And you're touching him, it's as it's it's like God Himself touches you in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Yeah Okay
1: Alright well when we get back We have to Let's pick up where this Where we are here Because I think this is an important Separation between Catholics And non-Catholics We're on the Lord's team
2: The winning side So raise your glass
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with our bud, Thomas Lackey. We have uh, not done any man gears today. We've not had a... We're actually drinking beverages, but we have not... uh, I just want to say that
2: this is my first time to try Johnny Walker Green. Mm -hmm. It is really good. It is very good. I'm a big fan of this. Uh,
1: You know, and St. Stephen Houle told us a long time ago that that green was where it's at. Well... And he was right. You're right, St. Stephen. Yeah, you're right.
2: But, but it's seven. You said it was like 70 bucks.
1: Yeah, but I got it on a on a better, really good sale. A right. Really good deal. But if
2: it's 70 bucks, I'm not going to. Once again, Lafroig is only $44. Right. You know, tough to beat LaFroyd. I'm not going to. If in order for me to buy something else, like LaFroyd or Ardbeg, uh, it's got to be cheaper than 40, 44 four. All right, competition. Tough Every, to do. Everybody else. That's the mark. That's when you have to go uh, go down to bourbons. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so okay, Th- okay Thomas, we were uh, talking back to the Eucharist. Yeah, let's talk about the Eucharist. So we were just you kind of uh, right before the break. We, we we talked about the importance of what the Catholic Church believes in the Eucharist. I I don't know if you've prepared for this or not, but we can maybe we can just at least touch on what non-Catholics believe in communion yeah I mean that's tough because they well, they believe a lot of different yeah things. there's
0: a lot of different things I'm going to start something so I'm a convert as you know so I'm going to start with kind of the the Baptist position which is where co- what did you come from Baptists uh, turned kind of like non-denominational you know uh an, yeah so
2: were you Thomistic beforehand no I mean no. in the sense of your own name
0: in the sense of my no name, <laughs> yes. yeah. So, yeah, I, I was nice named, qualification, but yeah. I was named after Saint Thomas the Apostle. Okay, uh, the so, doubter. Yeah, yeah, that's he me. He gets
1: like he gets such a bad rap. I know. One time, like one time, he said something, and like that's what he's get, gets. Well, number. you know, he
0: said he, something else really cool, and people never quote that, which is you know the, the Lord's going back uh, to to Jerusalem, and you know he's he's being basically hunted at this time, and Saint Thomas gets up and he's like, well. Let's go and die with them. Nobody yeah. ever quotes that one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did, well, did I, didn't he like convert all of India too? Basically, I mean that. Yeah. So, so the I tradition mean, goes, and I mean, I think it's it's a pretty well substantiated tradition. And so, did
1: he like like he converted all of India? Well, I don't know about all.
0: Uh, that might be, but well, I mean, a lot of India. There's a lot of people. When 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 Europeans came, you know, encountered India again, they were pretty shocked to find you know large sections already Catholic. Right. And uh, and Dave the, hasn't
1: even co- like uh, like converted his street, much less like India. Dave. Dave, like you, you don't sh- know. I do know. How do you know? Because I
2: talked to Dow not too long ago. Well, he's almost there. <laughs> okay, let's get back.
1: Okay, okay but, yeah, but so, uh, what,
2: back to what you said. I quote Saint Thomas every mass.
0: It's ooh, true. So do I. Yeah, my that's Lord true. and my God. Yeah, that's true, and that is a great quote. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Which actually does bring us back to this, yeah, right? right? Because this is exactly what we're saying and it's why we're all taught there's an indulgence even attached to saying that as the as the um the the Eucharist is elevated. Um and, you know, we're all just to repeat. It's whenever the Eucharist is elevated, if you say,
1: "My Lord and my God," similar to how St. Thomas did in the upper room, Whenever he touched his hand his side, right, yeah. exactly, Jesus. exactly, right. That because, okay. I just because want to make it's to really him, him and that, right.
0: okay, that's where we're gonna go with the distinction. So, uh, on the on the Baptist side, the they there's um, I can't remember which of the the confessions, but w- one of the early 1600s ba- Baptist confessions of faith says so something to the effect of that, um, there, that before and after the 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 words they don't wouldn't call them the words of of consecration but before now it remains bread and wine as it was before right so they they deny specifically the idea of a change in substance uh, into the 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 true body and true blood of Christ and uh, they they do that and it reduces the, the the idea to a kind of spiritual communion. I don't want to, I, in any sense, say that, that it's not taken seriously. It's taken very, very seriously. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I
2: think I think it is by a lot of them, and you know, Especially they like do high it. They do it out of Anglicans, obedience. You know, Jesus said to do it, and so yeah, I think it's common that many churches do it once a quarter. You know, once. yeah,
0: uh, it's not as common. It's certainly not a weekly thing in most in most uh, uh, like low church like mm-hmm. uh, denominations. But but the the idea is is like I said is it's certainly not a daily thing. Yeah, but no, no. but the idea is, is a very kind of profound sense of spiritual communion, and uh, you'll often hear Baptists talk about you know that you know not to eat and drink on, quote, quoting St. Paul and and all the rest. So It's taken very seriously, but nonetheless there is this distinction where where they remain where the bread and the and the wine there's no change in substance and they they remain merely symbolic mm-hmm. of our Lord, while the you know and to a Catholic. There, we don't deny the symbolism, right? The symbolism remains, and it remains throughout the sacrament, even after the consecration. The Eucharist is still a symbol, but it's also a reality, right? right and that's exactly. that's the key difference. It's, it's not a, just my a, Lord and my God. Exactly. I mean, it's it's it is a symbol, but it's a symbol and a reality. It's really yeah. truly the true body. I, I I do love the you know the verum corpus. That I love that you know. There, <coughs> so we we say real presence sometimes, and that's great. But I. It's just something like visceral about saying the true body, mm-hmm. right? So,
2: so I think that the Eucharist is really the ultimate symbol, and I mean the Eucharist, not just like Protestant communion, because the, the word "symbol" comes from the word, uh, which it's a Greek word that means to bring together, and so here the Eucharist has brought together not only something that is a representation, but the thing itself. Yes, you yeah, know exactly. Yeah.
0: It, it's it's as if, and I, I, I think. Kierkegaard writes about this elsewhere, but it's as if, and I don't think he's actually talking about the Eucharist, but as if the sign could also be the thing that the sign signifies. Uh, in, you know, in, in the Catholic understanding of a, of a sacrament, that's exactly true. I mean, mm-hmm. it is this; it is a sign that also brings about the thing that it signifies.
2: Yeah, I think sign is a good thing. I think when we say symbol, people often mean sign. You know, like if you pass by a sign that says Chicago, this way, and you were to and you're going to Chicago if you want Chicago you wouldn't cling to the sign okay yeah. but a symbol of Chicago embodies more of the Chicago you know like it would be maybe something that oh. isn't a sign but it's you
0: see what but I mean yeah it's, I, I, it's and I, I agree that but of course and then the, the the idea of a sacrament has to take that to a far higher level even than that true like it would be the difference between you know like what you're saying would be the difference between like Chicago as a street sign then Chicago is like maybe a 3d map but we're going beyond that if somehow that somehow you know it becomes all of Chicago like the real whole thing and so you know that's that's in all sacraments that's the case. There's there's reality that is brought about through the symbol. Right. And uh, so so to to tie that back to where we're going, okay. So so we've got we've got in the in the kind of like again Baptist view, you've got this idea that would allow a spiritual communion, but you're not literally okay. It's you know how how the, the 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 lady reaches out to touch the hem of his garment and is healed. Yeah. It's and he says, you know I. I felt virtue go out of me. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Eucharist, it's that kind of—you are touching Christ, or and He's touching you, and you're being changed into Him. It's part of the Mass that He took on our nature, that we might take on His. Mm-hmm. So we become part, of, uh, our, like divinity. Yes, yes. It, the, 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 the it, uh, theosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, using an Eastern term, we are being turned into Christ. I mean, there's at least for like 20 minutes before it. Well, I mean, I'm going to say that you know it's. Well, I would say it's
2: more we're... of a gradual, you know, it's. it's, it's a reality in in that moment. Yeah, this is tough. But thing. it's also an ongoing <laughs> reality over over the life of over the the Christian life. Yeah, and life. of course,
0: the more fervently you communicate, the more. The more powerful the the effects, yeah, right? I mean, now, because mm-hmm. Christ is the same always, right? But you know, yes. but we receive sometimes, after, you know, some things are received a, 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 to, as after the mode of the receiver, mm-hmm. right? So, so that you know, it's like uh, I'm trying to come up with a good analogy, but you know, it uh, you could have like a little thimble and it would be full. You could have a huge bucket and it would be full, and Christ will fill either one, mm-hmm. right? But but it'd be better to. Be like, be the big, be the big, big bucket. yeah. Okay, but that's so,
2: that's why your all your venial sins are forgiven upon reception true. of the communion, yeah. Reception right. of the Eucharist, yeah.
0: And, and it's also, you know, some people say, Well, then why can't you take it in the state of mortal sin? And the answer is, ah. Well, because it'd Saint be Paul like, said it, no, well, the, Saint Paul said no, but like, <laughs> conceptually, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, Well, why can't I feed this to this dead guy? And you're like, Because he's dead. Oh, okay, you know. so this is this is this is very interesting. This <laughs> yeah. this is, this is That's <laughs> a good way to put it.
1: This is very interesting because Christ decided, you know, at the Last Supper, he decided to to take things that are uh, that we can hold that, that were very clear to us, right? Like it was substantial for us to have food. So he chose, which was very. Uh, predominant in that time period which was unleavened bread and wine like everybody had it that was something he could have done rice he could have done grape juice he could have done whatever he he wanted but he chose those two things because it was something that everybody had and it was very familiar with and it it uh nourished the body You know, and that whole... Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah, just right. Okay, St. Thomas again. The Church's sacraments are ordained for helping man in the spiritual life, but the spiritual life is analogous to the corporeal, since corporeal things bear a resemblance to the spiritual. Now, it is clear that just as generation is required for corporeal life, since thereby man receives life and growth, whereby man is brought to maturity, so likewise food is required for the preservation of life. Consequently, just as the spiritual life, there had to be baptism, which is spiritual generation— and confirmation, which is spiritual growth, so there needed to be the sacrament of the Eucharist, which is spiritual food.
1: That's what I was trying to say. Yes, yeah, he and says it stu- so. Sh- I stumbled around and like took stabs at it, but that's really what I was. Yeah, trying and that's to say. that's also where we get well to,
0: said, Adam. you to, to, <laughs> to the idea that the, the of, of the symbol that remains in the Eucharist, even as the reality becomes present, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, i don't know if we've got time we might just hold this
1: yeah and it's really cool that bethlehem what does bethlehem mean
0: means house of bread house of
1: bread does it really yeah Yeah. i didn't know that okay anyway when we get back uh we'll continue talking about the eucharist the source and summit of our faith we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show, I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan, and our buddy, Thomas Lackey. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. We, uh, this is it. This Last is segment. The, this is the ultimate segment. This is the Eucharistic segment. It all comes down to this.
1: A Thanksgiving segment? Sure. Is yeah. that, yeah. What, is that what you're Thanksgiving. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's let's raise our glasses to Christ.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Mm. that part makes great radio
2: that's okay there you go <laughs> so
0: <laughs> i think yeah, it's, it's going back to the distinctions the one important distinction is the mass as sacrifice so it is sacrifice and sacrament and uh which it,
1: makes the eucharist the highest of all of all the sacraments
0: well it is but i, I wouldn't necessarily say well, it, cause it's, it's cause because it's of the sacra- yeah because once you have christ present on the altar right it's a key, and you know, I'm going to borrow something from Father White here, but it's so true. You have something here more than all the church, more than Our Lady and all the saints in heaven, because you have Christ present. Right, Everything pales in comparison to that simple fact. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it, it, it to, to draw on all our themes, so if we went back to baptism as an example and we talked about the reception to, this, to the soul of the sacrament, the sacrament is actually completely... Perfected at the resit sacramentum in in this in the Eucharist, right? So, and
2: remind me which one that was.
0: The sacrament and the reality. So, if you go through these three stages, the sacrament it, itself, the sacrament, and the reality, and the reality itself. The, here, the sacrament is actually perfected at the consecration, right? So, once Christ is there, right? Okay, I gotcha. you. You've got something more than even the effect, right? So, so, uh, so because you got Him, and there's nothing. Possibly even greater right, than yeah. that. So, th- when you think about that, that's also why I can't be baptized for somebody else, but you can say mass for somebody else, right? Mm. That oh, that's a great point. Yeah. So that I never th- even thought about that. It, it's huge, and it's it's big for people like oh, I don't know. You know, I ate already. I can't go. To, uh, I don't know if I want to go to mass today or something. Like because maybe they can't go. Maybe they need to go to confession. Maybe they just ate and they broke the fast and like, well, I'm not going to receive. So why go? The answer is. It, it is it is absolutely an um, an amazing opportunity to assist at the sacrifice of the mass the highest possible sacrifice that there could ever be the very sacrifice of Christ on the cross and Saint Thomasin says that you know by this you know the the this the sacrifice and the and the sacrament they work the effect of Christ's passion right so it's this it's that big right it's like being at the cross mm-hmm and so it was like, well, why would I want to be at the cross because I'm not going to receive? And it's like, well, you know, I think you'd want to be there anyway. Like even if you couldn't receive right then, it's still, still kind of important. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. So in
1: fact, but we don't re-sacrifice Christ over and over again. No,
0: it's the self. It's, it's
2: the same sacrifice. It's re re-present, presenting of his one eternal sacrifice. It's,
0: it's the one eternal sacrifice, and in in, 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 in w- to which the mass is joined. But mm-hmm. yeah. It, he's not sacrificed like over and over and over again like like, like some claim yeah that but, we do which is not true
2: i've always thought yeah. that would be a that's a weird argument to levy against the church you know as if the church would have the power to do that you know you're you're crucifying him all over again it's like yeah if we
0: had that kind of power,
2: don't you think that you should probably belong to our church anyway? You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's a, you know, I think that there's a distinction to be made, of course, between the bloody sacrifice and the unbloody mm-hmm. sacrifice, which is prophesied in Malachi. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just to throw that out there cuz we should. But right. Yeah. But yeah, but it's nonetheless this the sa- the victim is the same in 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 the, the and he offers himself to the Father in both cases.
1: So why is it that the priest is the one who only has the power to to consecrate the bread and wine?
0: I mean, the short answer is because Christ ordained it that way, right? So I mean, that's the it, but uh, the the longer answer actually I'm gonna I'm gonna say we should hold that over for another podcast on okay. holy orders, <laughs> okay? Because we're gonna yeah, run out our whole segment. yeah. yeah. Apostolic succession. Yeah. yeah. Probably probably a good idea. Okay. Yeah. What else did you want to cover? Well, uh, you know, I, I think we could would dwell on sacrifice just a little bit and then make this distinction again. Okay, if you make the if you look at this the, the 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 idea of communion, strictly speaking, while communion you know represents the reception of the sacrament, it's not this you know it. Okay, let's a weird analogy is adoration you know the, the same thing as the mass right because no. yeah exactly because what you, you can have and it is a kind of profound spiritual communion but it's not the same thing because it it's not re, it's not it's not doesn't have this representation of the sacrifice uh in fact it is a true sacrifice don't get me wrong but i mean it doesn't have that element in it and the the this is you know kind of shown in a few ways Obviously there's the offering to the Father but it's also in the separate consecration right the double consecration is what it what brings about to this this symbol of the passion right because the, his body is separated from his blood mm-hmm. and so it's in that double consecration that the that the 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 the, that the sacrificial aspect is most sort of is most obviously communicated
2: right that's why I like uh, the reception of communion, communion by intinction. It's, I just, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. But that's my favorite because it really brings it all back together. You know, here's Christ saying, "Here's my body over here. My blood is over here." They're separate. That means, you know, yeah. whenever your body and your blood are not together. You're that, dead. That's a bad sign. Yeah, yeah, that's dead. So then, in intinction, we bring them back together. Well, which, right uh, uh, before they you know, just
0: to be thrown. That, that, of course, that always happens during mass because the, the the priest drops the particle. Right, and of course, as we already said, his, he he is now in glory. His body is not separated mm-hmm. from his his soul, or mm-hmm. from his. Uh, he's always entire. And they're so both we, under both species, yeah. Like y- y- y-
2: but it's just that visual. There's a visual. Uh, well, there's I like another, it.
0: There's another important visual, which is the little drop of water that's placed into the chalice, and that represents us, right? And this represents it on so many levels. First, the water is turned into wine, right? It's got, it It, it has to be a, a, now this is done by uh, like a natural, it's not a supernatural change here. We're just literally taking the water and it's mixing with the wine. Yeah. But, 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 you know, obviously your ears are to perk up anyway when you hear the water is turned into wine, right? right? but and then that is you, you know it symbolizes our being united with Christ then that wine is turned into him right so it, it so it's it's i mean that that's a, an important symbolism for us as well cuz we're being again we're being turned into right uh, We're taking part in the divine nature but just to get back to what you said about
2: oh should I not re- i'm not going to go to mass because I'm not going to receive communion i think that does it's just a big misunderstanding it's a big of mis- what's going on at the yeah. mass. It's not. Remember that we're participants at yeah, the mass. We're absolutely. not going just to watch. It's not like we're going to receive the you know the spiritual cookie of Christ, uh, and that we're just sitting there waiting for the priest to do his thing. Because actually, the priest is not the principal celebrant of the mass. It is Christ who yeah. is the principal celebrant at the mass.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so
2: that's the big difference between adoration. And the Mass is that adoration adoration is is, is great. great, Yeah, no doubt.
0: But it's not the same thing. Right,
2: exactly. Mass is participating, joining ourselves as the body to Christ the Head as He offers Himself to the Father, which is not going on in adoration. And we actually don't have a requirement. It's not part of our obligation to receive communion. Our obligation is to go to mass,
0: yeah, and it's and, and I like the old phrase to assist at mass, right? You yes, used to hear people, yeah. and, and the idea is it's really there, and then you know there's there is a sense in which we also are being offered to the Father, joined with Christ, mm. which is a, 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 a you know a, an amazing thought in itself.
2: Well, that's you know there's this idea you know a whole like oh how do I participate in the mass? This is how you do it. You put we should be putting ourselves on the altar when Absolutely. we when we go. It's hard with kids. You know, very hard, you know, because you're distracted. <laughs> but that's what we should be. You know, that's this the mentality. That's what we spiritually should be doing: is putting ourselves as a living sacrifice.
0: Which is exactly like said what that drop of water represents. And and of course, we can't do this by our power, right? Obviously, right? right. But but we're made able to do it through through His grace.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that we are united with Him by baptism and. Yeah. Whole other, yeah, good stuff. A slew of things. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so we only have a few, uh, maybe a, a couple minutes left. What else you want to make you, sure to cover? Uh, you ask, and I'll just come up with something.
2: Okay. Uh, what is your opinion? Is there anything official by the church that says if you're unsure whether you should receive communion or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're free to receive communion. If if you if you have doubt about whether or not you're in a state of grace you can receive communion right it's only if you know that you are not fit and uh saint Teresa actually wrote about this a little bit and she said that she often was you know troubled with doubts but sort of by god's grace she always she had the strength to go and to receive Mm -hmm.
1: okay what about the fasting aspect because you talked about that it used to be like uh, all, all day, all, all, it used like, to be all day. Yeah, the, the whole night before. That's why
0: mass
2: would be at the crack of dawn. So you could no, go yeah. home and eat. And
1: now, now it's it used to be even uh, three hours, six hours, and three hours, and now it's one hour, which yeah. is
0: essentially fifteen minutes before mass. Yeah, and it's before reception. So, like you're saying, it's like you know, it's 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 basically as in not. A, it's not a particularly strong requirement now. Obviously, it needs to be observed, but I mean, it's a lot easier to observe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, so what happens if
1: you like? I like a, a short mass, you know, a daily mass is 30 minutes long. I've, I've caught myself like, oh, I'm, I'm drinking something, a coffee or something on the way to mass. And then
0: I realize, oh, no. okay, yeah. Like there's a strong debate as to whether or not coffee counts. I mean, it
2: depends on why you're drinking the coffee.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I've heard people okay, make the argument. Uh, people I, made the the argument. I've got to, like, retell this joke because it's it's there, but they're, you know, they're like, well, what he says you can take medicine and, you know, or water, and isn't coffee just like medicine well, that's, and water? Well, that's what it is. <laughs> if you're no, drinking it for medicinal, so that's I think, supposed I think to be. I think the main argument is, no, you can't take coffee. I mean, that's right. that's the, the gist. So, I want before we cut out, I had to, like, jam <laughs> that in. It's like, you can't just leave it at the joke, but... Uh, Okay. But there, there is debate on that. Yeah. Like, Thomas, it's, yeah. Thomas,
1: thanks so much for hanging out with us on this episode. We're going to continue here in just a few minutes. We're on yeah. the Lord's team,
0: the
2: winning side.
1: So
0: raise
2: your glass, and cheers to Jesus.